It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Wales's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we are looking at the Wales squad for the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, so actually this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for the player series. So uh, those who are familiar with it can jump ahead a little more than three minutes to when we begin talking about the team. And for YouTube watchers, there's a timestamp uh, toward the bottom of the show notes that you can click uh, on. You can click on to go directly to uh, whatever point you want. For those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to near the end of the media cast, the last four or five minutes. Probably we... eight or ten, actually. Sorry. Okay. Uh, that's where we'll summarize the likely starters. Just prior to that, with about 15 minutes remaining. 15 or 20 in truth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll have some discussion on the squad, the main issues with the squad, how we see their overall strength, and how they look going into the cup as well as the players and issues to look out for. We will put these times in the show notes. We will also be editing the media cast into a shorter version of this podcast for those who are just looking for an overview. Right, so the timestamps are in the show notes uh, to, to navigate. So for those looking for a deeper dive, you've come to the right place. Uh, we go through the players and how likely they are to make it to the final squad. And we explain why we think so and give information also on their history and standing with the national team. So the way we do this is first by organizing the players into their designated positions. Uh, it should be noted, uh, as we always do, that the, the designated positions are a bit artificial since players do uh, move around on the field. Uh, but it's nevertheless a good way to organize our discussion here. That's right. Uh, then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our files. And using that data, try to predict how likely the player is to make the team based mostly on their recent participation. We categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. We also mention big players who have recently retired and make note of any who are currently injured. We'll also try to determine which players will be starters and which ones substitutes. Right. And for those uh, following on YouTube, we run a very simple graphic where we list the names and you can actually see the, the players' names as we talk about them. And this is actually the same broadcast for the audio version. So we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves so that uh, when they step onto the field, you have some familiarity with them. That's as much as we can do at this point. But as those rosters are being published, we'll do an update episode. Uh, this will essentially be going over our predictions, updating them based on the games played to that point, and revealing which players were selected. So keep your eye out for those, probably in November. Yeah, probably um, uh, early to mid-November. So, Connor, I'm wearing a, a Cardiff City shirt. That's that's kind of because uh, I don't have a Wales shirt, in, in truth. Well, I'm wearing a Cardiff City shirt as well, but a red one uh, with a dragon on it from Cardiff's red days. So... Hopefully, I've gone some ways to uh, representing all of Wales with that. Okay, that's good. And a question for you, is Wales is the coolest flag in the world? Absolutely, without a doubt. Okay, but you can't draw it as quickly as some other countries' flags. That's true. 
All right. Well, we did a podcast on uh, Wales um, uh, before the Euro Cup, leading into the Euro Cup. So we didn't actually do uh, much on players in that podcast, but we did talk about uh, the team. So uh, here are a couple of takeaways from the uh, from the squad. Take it away, Connor. So the first is that Wales have a relatively small pool of players um, to draw upon, partly being a, a smaller country just in terms of population. Um, another is their ups and downs um, throughout history. That's been quite evident um, in Wales. More downs perhaps over the long run, but on an up right now. And then also some aging stars. Um, so that's another takeaway. And perhaps um, we'll will give some indication as to how long this current up will last. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next uh, section we're going to look at is uh, their formations for recent games. So uh, this is quite interesting, Connor. Um, I'll, I'll just put it up there and see see what you make of it. Uh, these were their four games in the Euro Cup. Um, uh, a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one in the first two games. And then I guess this is kind of, uh, well, it's a 3-2-2-2-1. Two, 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 it really is. So uh, kind of three sets of midfielders there. And then the fourth game of 4-2-3-1. Four, uh, maybe you don't have anything to say yet, or shall I show the World Cup qualifying ones? Yeah, let's move on and we can kind of talk about it at the end. Okay, well, the pattern becomes here uh, clear here, or I should say a lack of a pattern. Um, it's, uh, uh, in short, uh, no two formations the same time, uh, just different formations every time, some weird ones. Yeah, sometimes four at the back, sometimes five, sometimes three, uh, varying numbers in midfield as well, and, and of course up top, sometimes going with one striker, sometimes kind of a front three, and other times with two up top. Yeah, so, uh, you know, given that, it's really kind of hard to pin, pin down players' positions, uh, uh, even, you know, distinguishing whether they're kind of a midfield or a forward or, a, you know, um, a defender or a midfielder, uh, stuff like that. That continued into their playoff games, which had a 3-5-2 and then a 3-2-2-2-1. So um, uh, kind of favouring... Um, Kind of favoring the three uh, three at the back and going into Nations League two um, uh, again three at the back but sometimes five at the back but of course those those uh, two wide wingers uh, may move forward and leave three at the back again so uh, they do seem to be favoring uh, three at the back more often nowadays. Yeah, and the, and the Nations League games are they're in Nations League A. Um, so Wales were playing some pretty tough opponents. So perhaps the three or five at the back, just a bit of extra security when playing some stronger teams. Yeah, we haven't done a, a, a kind of a careful analysis of it, but uh, I think that's true that the, the three at the back would tend to be for um, uh, tougher teams. But I, I don't say that with any great confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, they did have a couple of friendly games, uh, and I'm presenting it here as if they took place at the end. Uh, but actually, one of them took place um, uh, just uh, before qualifying, or actually, I think, in the midst of uh, World Cup qualifying. And another one took place just before the Nations League 
the Nations League game. So uh, for that, for those two games, they really tried out a lot of new players. Uh, I think in the podcast it may come across as uh, uh, again as they as if they were at the end, but they were they were kind of in the middle. But uh, oddly, there was one game in the Nations League, the first game in the Nations League, where they also kind of fielded a B team uh, 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 with uh, quite a surprising number of new players. Uh, any comment on that one, Connor? Yeah, I know that uh, first Nations League game came right before their their very important World Cup qualifying playoff against Ukraine, the final. Um, so I think they were not risking injuries, uh, understandably so. So they feel the kind of a B team for their Nations League, and then three days later they feel that their A team for the World Cup playoff. Right. Well, it is always good to give kind of a run out to to some of those less likely players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to see uh, also if they can be uh, good enough to make the squad. And speaking of the squad, are we ready to move on to the player-by-player player section? Yeah, let's let's get going on that. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I'll start. This is actually kind of old news, but I'll start with uh, Ryan Giggs because some people may want to know, uh, want a kind of an update on Ryan Giggs. Um, do you want to talk about that or shall I go? Yeah, well, Ryan Giggs was... Um, manager of Wales. Um, you may have the exact date, um, but uh, basically just before the Euro in April, so maybe a couple of months before the Euro. That's right. And then um, there was an he was arrested, and there was an assault charge brought against him. So he stepped down for the Euros. Um, an interim manager um, took over, um, but given the case is ongoing, it was actually in court recently. Um, that is to say, kind of August, September um, of this year. Um, you know, it's been ongoing, but he actually kind of resigned or stepped back or however that was sorted, and he's no longer in the managerial picture right now. Yeah, uh, it did uh, go to trial in August, but the jury didn't reach a verdict. So now it's been uh, postponed until July 2023. So. Uh, uh, anyway, he's clearly out of the picture, um, regardless of if he's charged or not. Do you see him making any comeback if perhaps he isn't charged? No, I really see no no way back for him. Um, yeah, and certainly not with the Wales. He, maybe he goes back into some sort of management, but it's uh, it's pretty hard to have that sort of thing brought against you. Yeah. Anyway, that is uh, old news, and the new news is uh, Robert Page. And Robert Page obviously uh, took them through the Euro Cup, uh, kind of called in right at the end. I think he was with the management team, was he? That's right. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was on the management team under Giggs. Yeah, so he was actually a caretaker for the for the Welsh national team, and then after the cup was appointed the uh, the manager. And um, there we have it. He doesn't have a lot of coaching experience. No, but um, Wales got, you know, very good results under him. They did well enough to get out of the group stage at Euro 2020. Um, and he's, you know, qualified them now for their first World Cup. And that was really his his own doing. So, um, you know, he's kind of cut his teeth in this role, but done, done so successfully. And, and quite historically, it has to be said. Yeah, yeah. Well, a bit of history on him. He was a player for Wales from 1996 to 2005 and had 31 caps. But uh, that was kind of a weak period, so they didn't make it to any tournaments during his time. 
Okay, well, that's the management situation, and we'll move on to goalkeeper. So I'll begin just by uh, going through the names, and then we'll go back and give some details on them. So we have uh, two definite candidates in Adam Davies and in Wayne Hennessy, and then uh, a likely candidate, I'd almost put him as definite, in Danny Ward, and then uh, just a possible candidate in uh, Tom King. But if it's uh, if it's just three goalies, and I'm pretty sure it is, um, it, it, it uh, um, may be unlikely that Tom King will make it. So let's begin with Adam Davies. Uh, we consider him uh, a definite because uh, even though he didn't start any of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, he was subbed in for two and on the bench for nine. And the only three matches he missed were because of uh, coronavirus. So uh, uh, I'd say a definite to make the squad anyway. Yeah, and it's probably a good opportunity to clarify that a definite player or someone we call as definite is not, does not mean they'll be a starter. Um, but this is a good example where Adam Davies is consistently on the squad um, and certainly has been since zero. So for that reason, we, we definitely would see him going to... Uh, yeah, start. at the end, we'll kind of go through uh, who we think are going to be starters. But yeah, uh, he's actually probably definitely not a starter, but but uh, going to be on the squad. Do you want to tell us a bit about him? Yeah, he has just four caps for Wales. Um, he's 30 years old. Um, and he currently plays for Sheffield United in England, having spent you know a lot of his career kind of in the second or even third tier um, of the English league system. Yeah, he was with the Everton youth team, and he was actually born in Germany. Uh, he was on the Euro 2020 squad as, uh, I believe, the third string keeper, uh, which is where he seems to be now. So um, uh, probably it's not going to change. Uh, Wayne Hennessy had started five of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for three of those and on the bench for five. So just one match that he wasn't selected for. Yeah, um, Hennessy's been around the team for a while. Um, yeah, he's 35 years old, so kind of a veteran with over 100 caps. Um, so he's really been there with Wales for quite some time. But yeah, he... Um, didn't start in the in the Euros and actually hasn't really been a starting goalkeeper for a couple of years. He's with Forrest now um, in the Premier League, was with Burnley before that, Crystal Palace for several years before that, um, but not consistently a starter um, on any of those last three teams. Yeah, he's been with the team since 2007 and their first tournament was uh, the Euro two, six, uh, 2016, where he actually was intended as a starting keeper, but... Uh, he missed game one due to injury, but then uh, resumed his spot. So uh, he's actually kind of lost the uh, starting position, hey? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and he has lost it too. Uh, Danny Ward, who we consider a likely candidate, and that's because uh, he actually started most of the games. Um, uh, he started nine of the uh, 14 games since the Euro Cup, uh, including the first seven. Uh, but he wasn't selected for the last two matches. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why that is. Um, but, you know, being the starter in the last Euros is significant. Um, he's also moved from kind of a long-term backup goalkeeper to a starter with Leicester following the departure of Kasper Schmeichel. He's been with Leicester since 2018. Um, so, yeah, even though Leicester are struggling, he seems to have kind of 
got into a starting position. I would I would consider him almost a definite candidate, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh just uh missing those cups and his his current form um his current form is a bit of a worry. He's getting some criticism at the at the club level. But um yeah. yeah. Uh he was the backup keeper in 2016, but he did play that first game uh, until Hennessy took over. But by 2020, he was the uh, starting keeper and started all games in the Euro 2020. And um, yeah, as I say, just at the end here, a bit of a question mark as to whether he's losing his position. Uh, Okay, and the last candidate is Tom King, who we consider possible. He also didn't start any of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, but he was on the bench for seven. However, the other seven he wasn't selected for. Yeah, he uh, currently plays with Salford um, in England. Um, I'm just having to to check, but Salford, I believe, is um, is the Welsh. Uh, They're in the Manchester area, but they are in, uh, in League Two. Oh, okay. Um, so the fourth tier of the, the English league system. Wow, okay. Yeah, he doesn't have any caps for the team. Uh, and he is um, 27 years old. So Tom King kind of a bit on the outside, especially with those two likely candidates. So uh, we'll finish off, actually. We'll summarize by uh, just discussing how the goalkeeper situation has gone. So as we saw, it was Danny Ward in the cup. And then he uh, was in all of the six regular World Cup qualifying games. However, uh, Wayne Hennessy came in for the playoff games. And then after that, it was kind of shared between the both of them. Uh, Hennessy for the first two uh, cha- um, first two champions, uh, uh, sorry, UEFA, what's it called? The Champions League, right? Oh, the, the Nations League? Are you Nations talking? League, right, right. Sorry, that eluded me. Uh, first two Nations League, I'm for the last two there. Uh, they also shared those two friendlies that we talked, uh, that, that we mentioned. So that's the situation. Uh, and we move on to defenders. So we don't have any uh, players categorized as general or versatile defenders, although uh, some of them kind of are, but they have a designation attached to their name. Uh, so we'll look at central defenders first. And we have uh, Chris Metham as a definite candidate, Joe Roden as a definite, and Ethan Ampadu also as a definite. And uh, Tom Lockyer we have as a likely candidate, uh, Ben Cabango as a possible but unlikely. And we actually have three of those, James Lawrence and Oliver Denham. Uh, all in the possible but unlikely category. So let's go back to the uh, to the top. Um, uh, we have Chris Metham as a definite because he started 10 of their 14 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for one and on the bench for three others. Yeah, um, Chris Metham is 25 years old, but has really um, kind of worked his way into a strong starting um, position for the Welsh team. Um, he currently plays for Burnmouth in England, where he's been since 2019. So he's back in the Premier League after promotion season uh, last year. And yeah, 32 caps for the, the Welsh team. Right. Okay. And uh, Joe Roden uh, started nine of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for two. Uh, but he missed two matches due to injury. 
Yeah, um, Joe Rodon um, is the same age. He's 25 years old and has 28 caps, so very similar to Chris Metham. Um, he's been with Tottenham in England since 2020, um, moving there from Swansea, but he's actually been loaned out this season to Rennes in France, um, likely in a bid to get a bit more playing time than he was seeing at Spurs. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he uh, started and finished all four games uh, in the Euro Cup, and I think I forgot to mention that for uh, Chris Meffin. He started and finished all four games, uh, except for game three, where he didn't appear. So uh, both uh, fairly regular starters there in the in the Cup. Uh, the third definite candidate is Ethan Ampadu. He also started nine of their 14 games since the 2021 World Cup. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for two, uh, suspended for one and not selected for one. Yeah, he's just 22 years old, but has 36 caps. So that's more than uh, than both Mepham and Rodon. Um, he, he's with Chelsea in England, but he's actually been out on loan to a, to a number of different clubs in different countries, currently um, with Spezia in Italy. Um, so yeah, he, he's got into the Welsh team very young. Um, We've seen it with perhaps um, Hennessy and Rodon and others. They actually seem to play more regularly for Wales than they do their club teams. Um, Ampadu's another. Um, and he's quite a versatile player, um, can play in different positions. But yeah, centre-back is, is where he's commonly found. Yes, uh, he was actually a sub in uh, Euro 2020. I think um, I think we saw two central defenders uh, in that setup, uh, so he started seeing more action when they had three central defenders. Uh, so a sub in the Euro Cup. He also uh, became the youngest player ever to receive a red card in Euro history in that cup. Wow! Yeah, not a uh, not a pleasant uh, uh, mark on his record. Okay, Tom Lockyer we have as a uh, likely candidate at least to reach the squad. But he only started two of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. However, he was on the bench for seven, and uh, he was also injured for three. Yeah, he does seem to be a player who's just on the outside of the starting lineup. Um, he has 14 caps uh, for Wales, um, and he currently plays his football with uh, Luton um, in the English second tier. That's right. Uh, and he, uh, as you say, was on the outside in the Euro 2020 Cup too because he was on the roster but but uh, didn't see any action in the Cup. <coughs> uh, actually, he was, uh, he was a selection doubt for the Cup, but he just recovered enough uh, in time and, and was called in to replace James Lawrence. So I don't know if he was initially uh, selected there. Anyway, let's move on to uh, the three possible but unlikely candidates. One of them is Ben Cabango, and he just started one of their 14 games uh, since the 2022-21 Euro Cup. Um, yeah, that's a bit confusing. It's really the 2020 Euro Cup, but I'm saying 2021 because that's when it took place. Uh, started one game since then and was on the bench for two others, but... Um, uh, wasn't selected for 10 matches, including the last four. Yeah, he's uh, 22 years old, just four caps to his name, um, and he currently plays in Wales with Swansea City. Yeah. Uh, James Lawrence uh, started two of their 14 games since the, the Euro Cup and was on the bench for four, and was not selected for six, but uh, 
Um, we have him as possible but unlikely because he's missed the last five of those matches. Yeah, um, he's kind of had an interesting career where he's played uh, mostly in Germany. He still plays there uh, with Nuremberg. Um, he has 11 caps uh, for uh, for Wales um, and is also 30 years old. So um, not sure how many more chances he'll get or whether it'll go to younger players like uh, like Cabango, for example. Yeah. Uh, he was selected for the for the uh, twenty twenty Euro Cup, uh, but but as mentioned, he was injured and replaced. Uh, ben Cabango, by the way, was on the roster for that cup, but uh, didn't see any action. And finally, uh, Oliver Denham uh, is kind of new to the squad. He actually has no caps for the team, but he first appeared on the bench in June twenty twenty two and was on the bench for two of their five uh, five remaining games although he wasn't selected for three of those five. Yeah, he's a 20-year-old defender who plays with Cardiff. He's not getting regular action for Cardiff City at the moment, uh, his club team. So, um, yeah, possible, but but perhaps more unlikely given that he kind of not getting regular club matches at this time. Right. Okay, well, we'll finish uh, with central defenders by describing the situation. So uh, it was Rodon and Mepham for two of the cup games and then a three-man defence uh, in game three. Uh, Mepham came out and Ampadu and Gunter uh, came in. Uh, Gunter is a right, uh, a right back, actually. Uh, and it was then mostly Ampadu, Mepham and Rodon in a, a three-man back line for a lot of the qualifying games. Uh, increasingly, though, uh, left defender Davies, Ben Davies, uh, came into the central defence. And uh, it's kind of been a mix and match with them trying out um, uh, some new players, even uh, Norrington Davies and Gunter, uh, not normally centre-backs, but sometimes playing in that three-man back line. All right, well, that is the central defence. Let's move on to left-backs. And uh, I did mention uh, Ben Davies, so he is a definite candidate here. Uh, perhaps not as a left-back, which we'll uh, uh, repeat. And we also have um, Rise Norrington Davies, and he is a likely candidate. That's the only two uh, players we have coded in this position. So uh, Ben Davies, we, uh, ha- he started nine of the 14 games since uh, Euro 2021, and uh, just two matches that he wasn't selected for, but he had a couple of problems. He was injured for one and ill for another. Yeah, um, certainly a definite candidate in my books. Um, He came through the Swansea uh, youth system, but has been with Tottenham since 2014, Um, so for quite some time. Uh, He made his first appearance for Wales a decade ago, um, and he has 74 caps in that time. Um, and I think when he's fit, he's uh, he's usually in their strongest lineup. Yeah, and I'll just repeat, uh, he was a, a left-back kind of for the first half of this, this section that we're talking about. Uh, but for the second half, he uh, he kind of moved back into the central defence, especially when it was a three-man back line. But he was also a central defender even uh, once in a two-man back line. Yeah, and I think uh, for... For Spurs, he sometimes plays on the left side of a three-man center, central defense. So, um, yeah. Um, a familiar position. For sure. Yeah. 
All right, well, nice Norrington Davies has uh, uh, started four of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, subbed in for two and on the bench for four. He was injured for three and suspended for one other, so they've always uh, called him up when he's been available. Yeah, very interesting. He's 23 years old, has 11 caps, um, and he currently plays for Sheffield United in the English second tier. Right, and he was born in Saudi Arabia, quite interestingly. His dad was working there with the British Army, and he was called up for Euro 2020, one of, one of the players who was uh, on, the, on the roster but didn't see any action. So it looks like he's coming into the picture a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually as a left defender, but in, the, in some of the setups uh, as a left winger. So uh, we'll summarize left back position by saying it was Ben Davies in the cup. Uh, that continued, but Nico Williams, actually a, a right back, uh, moved more, um, uh, moved into the position sometimes uh, as Davies moved uh, into central defense there. Also, uh, Wes Burns was tried out in the Nations League. Um, and when when it's a three-man back line, this left-back position often becomes a left-winger uh, position. That'll be true on the right side as well. And uh, moving to the right side, we have two definite candidates in, um, in Connor Roberts and Chris Gunter. And a likely candidate in uh, Nico Williams. I would say he's maybe moving up to a definite, but we'll just take a look at uh, our reasons for putting him as a likely. So Connor Roberts uh, started seven of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, uh, subbed in for two and was on the bench for two, and uh, injured actually for the first three matches, so always called up. Yeah, he's uh, 27 years old, but has 39 caps already for Wales, um, all coming since 2018. So he's, he's established himself pretty well in that right back spot. Um, he played with Swansea for several years, but he's been with Burnley in England since 2021, um, suffering relegation with them last year, but getting some top flight experience. Right. Well, he was in the Euro 2020, uh, started all four games. However, uh, he was subbed out of game four injured. Uh, just 40 minutes in. And uh, he lined up as mostly as a right back uh, in that cup, but recently he's been um, playing more as a right winger. That's more because of the formation, uh, the three men at the back formation that they've been using. Okay, Chris Gunter had uh, started five of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, was subbed in for two and on the bench for seven others. So always being called up is the reason we have him as a definite candidate. Yeah, he, um, he's he been with the Wales team since 2007. He's 33 years old. And at 109 caps, he's actually Wales' most cap player, um, I believe, just a little bit ahead of, of Gareth Bale and Wayne Hennessy. Um, so, yeah, he currently, um, he played for many years for, um, well, for, for Cardiff, for Nottingham Forest and Reading. Recently, he's dropped the divisions a little bit and plays with Charlton and now Wimbledon. Um, and like you said, not always a starter for Wales these days, um, but a great experience and, yeah, always called up. So I'm sure we'll definitely see him there. Yeah, well, we will be talking a bit about players uh, aging out and he's, he's probably uh, one of the ones in that category. And uh, just coming into more... Um, uh, into more uh, 
focus, I'm trying to find the word, but Nico Williams uh, has started six of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, subbed in for one and on the bench for two. However, there were five matches for which he wasn't selected. Yeah, he's just um, 21 years old, but already has 21 caps. Um, he was with, uh, he came through the ranks at Liverpool, um, but recently at the start of this season moved to Nottingham Forest and is seeing regular game time, uh, which will probably uh, only help him. Uh, and I, yeah, do see him definitely in the likely category, um, possibly yeah. even a starter as kind of the situation requires. Prominence, that's the word I was looking for, <laughs> coming into prominence. And actually, 21 caps uh, for a 21-year-old is, is pretty good. So uh, I agree with you that he's probably uh, more than likely. Uh, however, he was just a sub in the uh, Euro 2020. So uh, his um, prominence has kind of come after that. And uh, um, there we have it. But uh, <laughs> as you say, kind of... Um, a bit more than likely. Okay, well, let's look at the situation for right-backs in summary uh, over the last while. And uh, when a three-man back line was used, uh, this situation or this position became a winger. And that, that was uh, uh, Roberts was uh, there in the cup once as a winger and three times as a, as a back. And uh, Gunter actually uh, made inroads in the first few qualification games. Even Ampadu was out there on the right once. But um, mostly it's been Roberts as a right winger uh, for, the, for the second half, I would say, uh, of the game. Uh, so, sorry, second half of the, the set of games that we're looking at. All right, well, that brings us to the end of defenders. And let's move on to uh, midfielders. And we will start with uh, defensive midfielders. But we're going to put together defensive and central midfielders and then summarize them together at the end because their positions uh, overlap. So for actual no uh, players nominated, uh, players designated as defensive, uh, we only have a possible candidate in Matthew Smith and then uh, possible but unlikely in Will Volks. So uh, Matthew Smith started three of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, was subbed in for one and on the bench for three, but then uh, not selected for seven games also. Yeah, he's a youngster, um, 23 years old, uh, actually with Manchester City in England. Um, don't think he's seen a lot of game time for Man City, but <laughs> has seen more time on loan. Yeah, he's a Doncaster. Um, that's actually quite a while with Doncaster since 2020, so... Um, yeah, it might be interesting to see how he is in this cup. Uh, he was on the roster for the Euro Cup uh, in twenty, uh, the Euro twenty twenty, but um, he actually was only on the bench for one of the games, so uh, they didn't uh, actually bring all of their players onto the bench. Okay, well, Will Volks is uh, started one of their fourteen games. Uh, since the Euro Cup and was on the bench for four and not selected for eight others, including, though, the last five matches. Yeah, I don't think that's a, a great sign for him. Um, he was actually with Cardiff City up until recently, um, and he now plays with Sheffield Wednesday um, in the third tier. But, yeah, definitely has been one who seems to have fallen out of favour. Um, he's a little bit older than some of the other midfield candidates we're talking about. Maybe that's a factor. Um, but 
yeah, I, I think unlike possible but unlikely is is the correct place for him. Yeah, I never really made it onto the team. He wasn't part of the Euro Cup, and he, uh, 28 years old, and has only seven caps. Uh, so, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's move on to central midfielders. And uh, these these players are kind of all over the place, really. Uh, although we usually consider central midfielders as kind of defensive. Uh, however, uh, Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey, is... Uh, coded as a central midfielder, so uh, we consider him definite. And uh, Joe Allen, a likely candidate. Uh, Joe Morrill, uh, a likely candidate, but uh, also an injury question mark. And then Dylan Levitt as a possible candidate. So Aaron Ramsey is one of uh, Wales's most famous players. He started five of their 14 games, though. It's a bit surprising, isn't it, Connor? Yeah, he's uh, unfortunately had a lot of injury problems, especially over the last few years. Um, so I know that's affected his club form, but also his uh, his ability to be called up for the national team. Yeah, he subbed. Uh, he was listed as injured for only three, but sometimes those injuries can, uh, you know, linger on. So he wasn't called up for three, which might be part of the uh, part of the injury there, and subbed in for two, which also might, uh, you know, the injury might play into that. Yeah, he came through the ranks at Cardiff City and then really made a name for himself at Arsenal. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> one of our own. And then yeah. uh, to uh, Juventus, a big move there. Um, that included a loan move to Rangers for much of last year. And currently he's with Nice uh, in France. Yeah, he's uh, uh, been with the team since 2008 and has 75 caps and 20 goals. Uh, but he is kind of getting up there in age 32 years old. And uh, needless to say, he was a starter in both the 2016 and uh, 2020 uh, Euro Cup there. Yeah, he's a real star for Wales, someone they build the team around. So fingers crossed, I'm sure that he'll be fit um, for the World Oh, Cup. is he a current injury doubt? I don't think he's a current injury doubt, but he does seem to get injured a lot. Yeah, he um, does. So just hoping more that he can stay healthy for the next two months. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, moving on to Joe Allen, a likely candidate, because he started eight of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, was subbed in for one. Uh, however, he wasn't subbed in, uh, or he wasn't selected for five others including four of the last six matches. So uh, dropping off the team a bit there, Connor. I think that's mostly due to injuries. Um, I know he has been injured. Um, he's, he started at Swansea, went to Liverpool, then Stoke, but is back with, with Swansea now. Um, but I think injuries are the, are the reason for that. If he's healthy, I'm sure he, he will be there. Yeah, it sometimes doesn't always show because they'll play games in March and June. And, uh, you know, they might get injured in between there, but it wouldn't show in the international games. Yeah. Yeah, he's another veteran, uh, 32 years old, uh, since 2009 with uh, Wales and uh, 72 caps. So, um, again, we'll be talking about that concern of players aging out uh, a little bit later. And he was a starter in both Euro Cups. Uh, yeah. There actually is uh, an injury doubt coming into 2020 Euro. Uh, also, yeah, firmly one of the uh, the golden generation that Wales has seen in the last few years. Yeah, 
All right. Well, Joe Morrow, we're also going to be talking about injuries, but uh, he may be over it. Uh, anyway, we have him uh, as a likely candidate otherwise, starting seven of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, uh, subbed in for two and on the bench for two. Uh, but he was uh, injured for the last three with a fractured toe. I'm not sure if you know how long that takes to heal. No, I don't. It is a concern. Um, yeah, he's uh, has 28 caps for Wales. Um, just 25 years old, so that's a pretty good return. Um, he currently plays with Portsmouth um, in the third tier in England, but was in the championship last year with Luton Town. Right. So his first cap was in 2019, and he was selected for the Euro 2020 and actually started uh, all four games uh, there, made a spectacular clearance in the cup. I don't know if you remember, uh, Connor. Yeah, that was against Turkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, uh, he wasn't listed on the injury, uh, on an injury list that I saw. So uh, he may actually already be over uh, over the injury uh, by now. Okay, well, finally, we have uh, Dylan Levitt. And he started three of their 14 games since Euro 2020. And was on the bench for four. Uh, injured for two and not selected for five. Yeah, um, he's 22 years old, has 12 caps, so not bad. And currently plays with Dundee United in Scotland. Yeah, he was actually with Manchester United. I don't think he, he got uh, any field time with them, but was on that squad and initially loaned to Dundee uh, from them. So that uh, is it. And uh, now let's kind of take a look at... Um, central and defensive midfielders and we saw you know the formation changes a lot so it could be anywhere from three to five uh even maybe six once um uh sometimes we've seen joe allen in a stopper role and uh moral with him so they seem a bit more defensive there um uh, Moreland increasingly was in the center of the field when there was one central midfielder uh, and um, uh, Ampadu also played as a stopper. So they tend to be the more defensive-minded defensive, uh, defensive minded ones. Of course, Ramsey is a more attacking uh, central midfielder, uh, although they will kind of move around. So um, uh, Harry Wilson may be a bit one of the more attacking ones uh, who we'll get to later. A lot of these players we'll get to later because they may be coded as right or left midfielders. And, well, let's move on to left midfielders. And uh, we have uh, Gareth Bale as a definite candidate. And we have uh, Hal Robson Canu, who seems to be off the squad. Those are the only ones uh, actually uh, labeled as uh, left midfielders. So, uh, Gareth Bale, who's this guy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> started actually just six of their 14 games. Again, a bit surprising. Subbed in for three, uh, but he was out with two separate injuries for three games and uh, not selected for one. Yeah, like Ramsey, he kind of suffers from, from niggling injuries where he's kind of in and out, in and out, both for his club team and the national team. Um, but obviously, if he's fit, he'll be there. And, um, you know, he's working hard. He's currently with Los Angeles FC in the United States to get fit um, after spending much of the last decade with Real Madrid, where he won, 
you know, pretty much everything under the sun. Um, he has 106 appearances, 39 goals. Um, yeah, 33 years old now, so getting getting up there in age a little bit, but still the captain and undisputed talisman for Wales. Yeah, for sure. He played with Tottenham for a long time and then uh, had a, a somewhat, would you say it was a successful uh, loan spell recently? Successful enough, um, I would say, with Tottenham. it was. I know the fans were happy to have him back. Um, but again, I think injuries and, and yeah, perhaps some... Yeah, some other form. Oh, Connor, there, there was some talk of him moving to Cardiff after leave, uh, leaving Real Madrid, wasn't there? Yeah, it was very close, both uh, his camp and Cardiff's camp saying it was very close. But um, in the end, he chose uh, Los Angeles as the right fit with really, I think, a sole focus on getting fit for the World Cup. Right. Oh, too bad. It would have been great with Cardiff. Well, uh, we don't need to go through. And uh, he does have a loyalty to Cardiff, which is why that deal uh, almost went through. He's very loyal to, to Wales, and despite those injuries, uh, doesn't miss most of the key games, so that's, that's good. Right. And uh, in the Euro Cup, he, he uh, in, in 2016 and 2020, uh, started all of those games, so um, yeah, not, not, uh, not enough can be said about him, really. He's a hero for Wales. Uh, Hal Robson Kanu, on the other hand, is kind of uh, uh, kind of off the squad. Uh, last appearing for the national team uh, in March 2021, so before the Euro Cup. Yeah, he's the same age as Gareth Bale, um, but he's currently unattached, having most previously played for uh, West Brom. So I agree, he seems to be off the squad, but he'll forever be remembered for a, a stunning goal. In- <laughs> Euro 2016, which helped put Wales into the semi-final. Yeah, yeah, he will. He's uh, he firmly entrenched in my mind because of that. Okay, well, last midfielders, uh, um, in summary, uh, they don't actually use this position that much uh, if you if you look back on the formations. Uh, and also uh, Harry Wilson, who I think is labelled as a right midfielder, uh, but Harry Wilson um, occupied that space quite often in the World uh, Cup qualifications, but that might have been uh, as a more attacking left midfielder, perhaps a winger or an attacking uh, midfielder on the left. Uh, Interestingly, uh, we do uh, have uh, the position of right midfielder not being uh, filled by anyone, as with left midfielders, they're not really used uh, that much, but uh, Morrill, Ramsey and Allen uh, sometimes fill into that position when they use that formation. And, um, yeah, and that's that. So we move on to left wingers. So a bit more uh, attacking uh, end of the field here. So Daniel James we have as a definite candidate and Ben Woodburn as uh, seemingly off the squad. Uh, sorry, okay, Ben... <laughs> Uh, sorry, Daniel James uh, started 12 of their 14 games uh, for the since the Euro Cup and was on the bench for one other, so uh, not selected for one match there. Yeah, the 25-year-old has 36 caps and five goals for Wales. Um, currently plays with Leeds United, um, though he has actually recently been loaned to Fulham for this year. Um, he had kind of a, I'd have to say, largely unsuccessful spell with Manchester United. Um, after moving there from Swansea City, but did well enough with Leeds, and as as you mentioned, has become a regular starter for Wales. 
Yeah, a bit of a hot and cold uh, player, it seems. Uh, he started all four games of the, the Euro and was uh, uh, was spectacular at moments with terrorising runs down the wing. But, uh, you know, sometimes is invisible on the field. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, and I think that was a problem we had at Manchester United. Kind of moments of brilliance, but a lot of times... Um, yeah, not, uh, yeah. Not, not as visible as you'd like. Right. Uh, well, Ben Woodburn, I believe he was kind of a hopeful uh, for a while because he was with Liverpool uh, for six years there. But uh, the last time he appeared on the bench was in September uh, 2021. So that was after the Euro Cup, but uh, he wasn't selected. Actually, he wasn't selected even for the preliminary squad for Euro 2020. Yeah, a bit unfortunate given um, he did have was a very promising player um, with Liverpool, um, but yeah, never really made it. Just eleven caps and and none recently, as you mentioned. Yeah. Okay, so uh, left wingers uh, Daniel James and Ben Woodburn. So situation for left wingers is uh, yeah usually James on the pitch there uh, in a winger or a left attacking midfielder role, but uh, Nico Williams kind of uh, moved. I think we had him as a right back, but has played in this position once, so a bit all over the field there. And Bale sometimes switch sides. And uh, sometimes James can even be a left forward in the few times that they've used a 4 3 3. Yeah. And then uh, Norrington Davies, the left back, uh, sometimes pushes up into a left midfield or left kind of winger position uh, also. So a bit complex, actually, on Wales to. Uh, to define these things and uh okay so we move on to right wingers and we have a definite candidate in harry wilson but uh, a bit of an injury concern there uh we have sorba thomas as a likely candidate and we have rabbi matondo uh, as a possible candidate and uh Kind of to my surprise, David Brooks seemingly off the squad. I think he's been struggling, struggling with injury uh, quite a bit too. Um, sorry, let's go back then to uh, look at Harry Wilson in more detail. So uh, we have him as a definite candidate. He started seven of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, was subbed in for three uh, and on the bench for three, so just one match he wasn't selected for. However, uh, the last match he, he was out with a knee injury, and that seems to have persisted uh, over the summer, and he's not expected back until October. Yeah, he had a very good uh, season with Fulham last year, helping them get promoted, but you're right, his, um hasn't really appeared for them this season. Um, he's 25 years old, has 39 caps for Wales, five goals, Um so yeah, not always a starter. Um, you know, in the Euro twenty twenty, um, subbed into some games, but um, generally he's an important player and he he does contribute with goals and assists. So that's important for Wales. Yeah, yeah, he does better for Wales. Uh, he was with Liverpool in England for a long time, but I don't think he made uh, many inroads uh, there. And I was happy when they loaned him to Cardiff. Yeah. How, how did he do with Cardiff? He did fairly well, actually. A couple of goals, a couple of assists. Um, you know, I think Cardiff as a team underperformed that year, but he was uh, probably one of our better players. Okay, great. Well, in the Euro 2020, he was just uh, subbed into games there, subbed into games two, three, and four. 
and uh, he got a red card at 90, uh, 90 minutes of game four, so that, that kind of capped their exit uh, there. He was pretty kind of aggressive on that card. Do you remember it? I don't remember it exactly. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I It seemed to me like he kind of targeted a player about 20 yards away and just uh, uh, ran across with thinly veiled aggression. And I think it was more the intent rather than uh, yeah. the foul itself. Anyway, uh, Sorba Thomas, uh, actually not a familiar name to me, but he uh, is a likely candidate. He got his first cap in October 2021 and went on to start three of their remaining 11 games and was subbed in for two, but on the bench for six others. So uh, regularly called up since October of last year. Yeah, he's a, a young player, 23 years old, who plays with Huddersfield in England. Um, so five caps, but um, he's played well for them and is kind of someone working his way into the squad. Yeah, uh, actually one of the few players who, who wasn't involved in Euro 20. Uh, 2010, uh, 20, and I'll use that as a transition to Mabi Matondo there because he wasn't selected for Euro 2020, but at least was on our radar because he was on the preliminary squad. Uh, however, uh, after Euro, he, he was absent from the squad for 12 months and came back in March 2022. Um, yeah, so that was his first game in 12 months. And he started one of their seven remaining games, subbed in for two, and was on the bench for three. So uh, recently seeing some uh, some uh, call-ups there. Yeah, he's been with the team since 2018, but has just 11 caps. So, um, yeah, has a lot of call-ups, but doesn't see the field a lot, kind of on the fringes and and perhaps possibly at risk of being displaced by, by newcomers like, like Sorba Thomas. Uh, possibly, but his club affiliations are a bit of an argument uh, in in their favor uh, in his favor. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, he started with the uh, well, came to the, at Manchester City at their youth club, and then went to Schalke uh, in Germany. Um, had a couple um, loan spells, and is currently with Rangers in Scotland. So yeah, good club affiliation, as you mentioned. Yeah, Rangers are in the uh, Champions League, so uh, uh, I think you forgot to fail. Uh, you forgot to mention that he started with ah uh, Cardiff City, their youth <laughs> team, though. But uh, yeah, yeah, their youth team. Okay, and I said I was a little surprised to see David Brooks uh, uh, not on the squad, but he actually just uh, hasn't been called up since the twenty twenty one Euro Cup. Yeah, uh, and he was dealing with cancer. Um, oh yes, that's right. So he was kind of out, he's with Burnmouth, still is, but he was out of the game for a while. But he recently, very recently, came back for Burnmouth. I think after over a year, um, while he was going undergoing treatment. So um, a very promising player for Wales, um, very promising career in the Premier League. Unfortunately, disrupted. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he can uh, get back to playing club football and international, ideally. Yeah, that's right. I had forgotten about that, but I do remember him receiving a big round of applause when he appeared on the field. So, um, you know, I don't know whether he will have the fitness or um, uh, to return to the national team, but it'll be interesting to see in September whether he uh, is called up. For sure. All right. Well, that is it for right wingers and uh, the situation on the right side, right offensive side is uh, Roberts. 
Uh, Defender Roberts usually moves up into this role, uh, but Bale can be over there, um, kind of like James on the other side. But uh, Bale is actually more attacking uh, than a winger, usually a left forward. Uh, But several players have taken turns in this position. Several of the lesser-known players like Smith, Thomas, uh, and recently Nico Williams moving into prominence, Connor. That's right. (laughs) Okay, well, we will look at forwards next, but we actually have attacking midfielders in this category. So uh, we have Jonathan Williams uh, as a definite candidate and Ruben Colwell as a possible candidate. So uh, even though Jonathan Williams just started two of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, uh, he was subbed in for three and on the bench for all nine others. Yeah, Johnny Williams has been with uh, Wales since 2013. Um, 33 caps, so not a ton in that time, but he's he's often around there. He's a bit of a journeyman. He's moved a, moved around a lot. Um, currently with uh, Swindon Town in England, he spent a lot of his time in the in the Championship or League One. Um, but yeah, he's been an important squad member um, for some time with Wales. Yeah, he was a starter in uh, the 2016 Euro Cup, but actually after game one lost his starting position um, and uh, came in uh, as a sub. Uh, and then in Euro 2020, he was on the roster but saw no action. So uh, uh, it's it's one of those ironic cases where we have him as a definite candidate, uh, but almost certain not to start. Okay, let's move on to uh, uh, Ruben Colwell. So he started two of their 14 games since the Euro Cup, uh, subbed in for three and on the bench for four. Yeah, Cardiff City player. Um, He's young, he's 20 years old. Um, Six caps, one goal to his name. Um, Kind of someone who's working his way into the team. He's been in and out, um, as, as you mentioned, so interesting to see if he gets a call up. He may get called up even just for the experience of being with the team, because I think he's more one for the future than than the present. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, he he was called up actually for Euro 2020. However, he wasn't even on the bench for any of the four games. Uh, I think during COVID there they were allowed to bring, uh, I think, was it 26 players, but they could only put 23 players on the bench. Yeah, and I'm not, I think he was actually uncapped at the time he was called up. Yeah, yeah. So as you say, uh, uh, hasn't really made uh, a mark, although, you know, he has been uh, involved a bit since the Euro Cup, so uh, a possible candidate there. Uh, we're going to include secondary strikers here because uh, they are a couple of players labelled that way, and then we'll review uh, kind of attacking midfielders there. So uh, we have Brennan Johnson as a definite candidate. Uh, he's a secondary striker. And Tom Lawrence uh, seemingly off the squad. So uh, Brennan Johnson started five of their 14 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, was subbed in for six uh, and on the bench for two, just one match that he wasn't selected for. Yeah, he's um, really grown with Nottingham Forest, a key player um, helping them get promoted. Actually, was I think young player of the year in the championship last season. Um, and despite all Nottingham Forest transfer business, he's a, a regular starter for them. So, um, yeah, he's uh, just 21 years old, but 13 caps, two goals. Um, he's someone who's just been playing 
played his way his way into the team recently. Um, so possibly even a starter, we'll see, but um, definitely will be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he seems to have worked his way. You're you're more familiar with the championship, so kind of has worked his way into your consciousness more than mine. I'm more of an international uh, watcher, and he ha- he wasn't selected for the uh, Euro 2020, so it's basically just made it onto my radar. Yeah. Uh, Tom Lawrence uh, last appeared for the national team on the bench in March 2021, so that was before the Euro. And he made the preliminary squad for the Euro, but not the final cut. Yeah, he currently plays with Rangers, having played with uh, with Leicester before that in a couple of different loan spells. Derby, um, another club he was with um, before Rangers. Um, 23 caps, three goals. But um, yeah, with his last appearance in March 2021, he does seem to be off the squad. I'm not sure the full reasons for it. I know he had some some legal troubles while he was at Derby. Um, but, um, yeah, perhaps fallen out of consideration. Yeah, a bit unlucky, it seems, because he was also on the preliminary squad uh, for the Euro 2016, but also uh, didn't make the final cut there. So uh, is actually uh, doesn't have uh, any tournament experience under his belt. Yeah. All right, well, that is uh, kind of the just behind the uh, attackers there. So... Uh, there's rarely a true attacking midfielder position. And uh, usually, if there is one, it's uh, a central midfielder like uh, Morrill or Joe Allen pushing up. Uh, Ramsey and Brennan Johnson, though, did fill the role when it was truly an attacking midfielder uh, position. And um, for uh, outside attacking midfielders, uh, it'll be James on the right and Bale on the left uh, for the most part. Uh, but also that that can also be uh, right forward or left forward um, if they if they push up a little bit. Okay, well the final category is forwards, and we have uh, Mark Harris as a definite candidate, and Kiefer Moore as a likely candidate, and uh, Wes Burns as a possible candidate. Uh, Tyler Roberts also possible and Nathan Broadhead as possible but unlikely. So we'll go back and start with Mark Harris. So again, uh, definite to reach the cup, we think, but probably uh, not a starter, including his first appearance on the bench uh, shortly after the Euro in September 2021. Uh, He didn't start any of their remaining four games, but he was subbed in for five and on the bench for eight. So only one match that he wasn't called up for. Yeah, the uh, Carter City product um, has five caps to his name, though yet to score. Um, and that kind of his rise for Wales is kind of very reflective of his rise in the Carter City team. He's getting more and more playing time, and I think as he gets more playing time and becomes more of a regular, that will be reflected for, for Wales. Um, not quite there yet, but um, as we've seen as, as more of a squad player. But um, yeah, I'm I like you said, definite is, is the right category because he – may not get on the field a whole lot, or if he does as a sub, but he's always selected. Uh, judging from what you say, it looks like uh, if he if he performs well, he, he may actually take that starting role, do you think? I, I think he, um, I, I think they would probably rely on some more veterans um, for now, but I think um, he's someone that's likely to be used off the bench, um, because Wales, even from our list here, they don't have a huge list of 
uh, forwards to choose from. So I think he's, um, I'd be surprised if he started, but I would not be surprised to see him off the bench. Yeah, I just say that because the position kind of seems open for, uh, you know, whoever's willing to grab it. But one of the people who could grab it is Kiefer Moore. He uh, started five of their 14 games for the uh, uh, since Euro. Uh, was out with Corona for the first three, actually. Uh, injured for two and suspended for one. And uh, wasn't selected for the last three matches. So uh, despite being promoted uh, with Bournemouth, um, or despite going to promoted club Bournemouth, uh, seems to be drifting off the uh, national team a little bit. I, I I wouldn't say he's drifting off. I think that's mostly due to injuries. I know after he moved to Bournemouth, he only logged a handful of minutes um, for the rest for the second half of the season. Um, he has played for them in the Premier League um, since being promoted and actually scored for them. Um, I think if he's fit, he's a real presence. Um, he's six foot five or, or yeah. six, six or something. Um, 26 caps, eight goals is a decent return. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he's fit. I know he's had some injury problems in 2022, but if he's there, I, I think he'll he'll be, uh, be on the pitch. Great. Well, I'm glad to have you here for those, uh, those kind of insights, you know, because uh, the record doesn't necessarily show the whole yeah. picture. Yeah. Uh, he did start all four games in the uh, Euro 2020, except for game three, uh, where he was subbed in. So, um, uh, yeah, as you say, a kind of a commanding presence being such a tall guy. So uh, maybe someone who can head a few crosses in. I think that um, the fact that he started all uh, three of the four games and the, at the Euros is, is a good indication um, that he could be a starter in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I put him as likely because he missed the last three matches. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, again, given the lack of uh, convincing forwards they have, uh, he's probably probably the best bet. Yeah. Okay, well, we do have a couple of possible candidates with Wes Burns. Uh, interestingly, he returned after a six-year absence in uh, June 2020 uh, to start two of their remaining five games. And he was subbed in for one one besides and on the bench for one. So uh, four of the last five games, but wasn't selected for one of those. Yeah, not a player I'm all that familiar with. He currently plays with Ipswich in League One. Um, just three caps was named, yet to score. Um, yeah. yeah, and the first of those caps in, in June. So uh, not surprising that he hasn't really been on our radar. Uh, Tyler Roberts, though, uh, uh, we are more familiar with. He started two of the 14 games since the Euro Cup, subbed in for two and on the bench for two. However, he wasn't selected for the last five. Yeah, Tyler Roberts is, is someone a bit like Mark Harris, a bit on, on the fringes. Um, he's been with the squad since 2018, but only 18 caps. Um, so he seems more of a squad player than anything. Um, he's been with Leeds United since 2018. Um, never been a prolific striker, um, even at club level, um, but you know someone that that does see action. I think from the bench or, um, you know, if there's injuries up to to other attacking players. Yeah, twenty three years old, so there's a bit of time for him to uh, to develop. Hopefully, that's right. Um, and Nathan Broadhead just barely made it onto my radar. I really put him here because uh, he's been with. Uh, 
uh, a bigger club. But as far as the national team goes, uh, um, uh, he's, uh, he was called up for a Nations League game, but, but uh, reported injured for that. I think that's his only association, but it is recent. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, I know some players have been missing through injury, so definitely went on the fringes. But um, yeah, possible but unlikely is, is the right way to put it. Yeah, but he has been with Everton uh, in England since 2017, so that's a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to make too much of club affiliations, but it does make a difference, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, for forwards, um, uh, I think actually that pretty much covers it. Uh, I think it's possible that uh, Gareth Bale uh, uh, can play as the centre-forward sometimes, but they... Uh, they tend to use him on the left a lot more. Uh, but uh, uh, it was uh, more Kiefer Moore in the cup, and uh, Ramsey played the position uh, once. Again, usually more when it's a sole forward. Uh, but Colwell and uh, and Roberts each had a go. And uh, when it's two forwards, uh, James uh, plays. Uh, Daniel James uh, played alongside Moore twice. And then uh, James and Bale together uh, played as a dual forward position. So a lot of mixing and matching there. I suspect it's because they they don't really have um, a, a full-on centre forward that they're happy with. Do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think Kiefer Moore can be that guy, but even he was a bit of a late bloomer. So um, yeah, yeah, and it depends. He he has some attributes, but if they want more pace or they're looking for something different, then. Um, you know, they can probably pick guys for, for different situations. Right. Okay, well, uh, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player player discussion. And so we're going to finish the podcast with a discussion of the squad. And uh, at the end, we'll kind of go through and talk about who we think are going to be starters. Let's begin with some notes then. And we'll actually go back to the, uh, to the takeaways from the previous podcast, so to some of those issues. Uh, we talked about a small group of players. Uh, do you feel that uh, they've added or um, still, uh, do, or do you think it's an issue? Um, I think it can be a bit of an issue. I mean, Wales are a small country, just 3 million people. I think some of the newcomers, you know, that they've drawn on are, are coming from the championship or even League One, um, which can be a bit of a concern, you know, to go from that level to playing, you know, at the level of a World Cup or European Championship is quite a step up. Yeah. Um, Wales have replaced some players from their 2016 years, like Robton Canu and, and Ashley Williams and um, Chester. So some of those players have been replaced. So it's not like Wales um, haven't been able to deal with it. But I do think that the small pool of players um, does affect them to some degree. They really have a core and they really have, I think, kind of a, you know, uh, maybe say 15 or, or 20 players who really make up their starters with other players kind of in and out. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something that um, that Wales and many smaller countries have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll put aging stars next, although it was in a different order above because it kind of thematically is similar uh, to what you're saying. Uh, yeah, they haven't really replaced... Um, that much we're going to see they don't have a lot of new players so uh what are they going to do when uh some of these players we've talked about in the player by player section uh, age out 
Yeah, I think some are, are being replaced slowly, but perhaps not with the same quality. And I think you look at, um, I mean, in particular, Aaron Ramsey um, and Gareth Bale, you could possibly put Joe Allen in that category too. These are kind of generational players that don't come around that often. Um, so I think for Wales and going, like you said, tied in with the small pool of players, they're not likely to find a Gareth Bale replacement. They're not likely to find an Aaron Ramsey replacement, at least anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of part of the, the ups and downs, which I guess is, is the next point. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I'm saying. I mean, if they're not able to replace these players, then I'm afeard, Connor. I'm afeard that we're moving into another down period for Wales. Yeah, and Wales have always had some star players. You look at, you know, Ryan Giggs stands out as a player who never made it to a major tournament, and and Craig Bellamy and good players. But um, what what Wales have had recently is some star players surrounded by a very strong core. Um, but I I do think, um, you know, they've achieved many great things um, as a team. Kind of some remarkable feats if you look at it. But yeah. Uh... They, Better that. than the sum of their parts in terms of the backup squad. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. They've really been overachieving since 2016. Um, but whether they can um, manage the aging stars and kind of have be on a sustained up, I think is likely. I think they realize that this is some of their golden generation players are reaching a peak. Um, yeah. They're not likely to become World Cup regulars, but we'll really try and make the most of this. Uh, well, the key question is, is do you think they'll be stars during this cup or do you think their age will start to show? I think the World Cup, they'll be incredibly motivated. There are players, um, the stars are in their 30s now, but they're not in their, their late 30s. So I think they have one more really good go at this. And I think this is that opportunity. Yeah, they probably know that uh, they got to make the best of it. Uh, Saddle formation, we saw such a variety of formations over the thing. Do you think that's a problem? I think it can be, but I think some of it reflects the fact that they often have to deal with injuries to Ramsey and Bale and other star players, and I think they kind of change formations a little bit to reflect that. I think if they have their their full team fit and healthy, I think they can get a bit more settled. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you see as their basic formation? They've been going with three at the back for uh, a long time. I said. Uh, since their thing, but I should clarify, since the Euro Cup, the uh, the um, Euro Cup itself and the uh, World Cup qualification games is what I mean, have had various formations. A lot of times three at the back. Do you see that as their basic formation? I think if everyone's healthy, they've got enough offensive talent that they want to put in the squad. Um, I, I don't, I, I see possibly four at the back as their, as their best system, and I'll kind of argue for that when we look at their squad, because they do have talented players who can score goals. Um, I think sometimes the three at the back is a bit to compensate when they are missing some of their key offensive players. Interesting. All right, well, let's take a look at uh, some of the stats for players. So uh, we've been, uh, oh no, we'll uh, talk about club affiliations first. So um, you have already mentioned that a lot of them are uh, kind of Champions League, or perhaps even uh, even lower. Uh, of course, we have Bale, who was with uh, Real Madrid, and now he's over to um, and now he's over to to Los Angeles. But uh, and then, of course, uh, um, Ramsey at uh, well, not Juventus anymore. Nice, 
So actually kind of playing into that um, uh, maybe slight decline. Do you have any comments? Yeah, I mean, the couple of superstars are at some big clubs. They have a couple of playing in Champions League, like Ben Davies and, you know, players with Rangers. But I think in general, they're kind of at championship level would be the average. They are, as you, as you, as you put it well, they're greater than the sum of their parts. Um, they have a sprinkling of Premier League players, a sprinkling of League One players, but championship is kind of their base level um, is on which the team is built. Yeah, and we didn't mention Cardiff a lot just because we're fans. I mean, a lot of them came through the Cardiff system and uh, several of them are still with Cardiff. And, and equally Swansea. Um, we we yeah. should want to be fair, a lot have come through the Swansea system as that's well. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh-oh, Swansea fans are going to be mad at us because we didn't point it out as often. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Swansea fans. Um, okay, well, let's talk about some uh, uh, stats then. So uh, I, I've been running this uh, kind of ongoing stat about how many total candidates are being dealt with. So uh, I have to kind of mention the USA as uh, at the top of that list. 69 players who uh, have been called up since 2020. So they have a real selection headache. Uh, at the opposite end of the scale is Wales with just 42 uh, the average being about 50. Any uh, comments on that? I think it goes back a little bit to the, the small pool of players on which to call. But um, Wales have really built, I think, a, a very strong team ethos. Um, again, it's players that, you know, not at the biggest clubs, are not huge stars in their own right, but really have risen um, to a very high level. They're a very united team, very together team, and I think that leads to the, the smaller number of players that we've seen. Yeah, well, uh, I was, uh, sorry, I should put in the number there, 42. Uh, total players under consideration. This has turned out to be a bit of a fuzzy uh, statistic with not a lot of distinction uh, between the teams, but uh, it could, on the one hand, if the number is low, indicate that they are undecided on their squad, um, or it could indicate uh, that they have uh, um, a very solid squad and a, a stable group of starters. I guess we'd have to put Wales in the second category there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and maybe this one indicates it more is how many players are... Um, oh, I've, I've missed it. Um, there, How many players are under consideration? And we can look at this in terms of if they have 22 players in the definite likely category, then roughly they have to choose four from among the, the possible candidates uh, to make up the squad. So uh, do you see Wales as having a, a, a selection problem of any kind? I, I don't really. Um, the only selection problem might be due to injuries, which hopefully there there aren't many. Um, but I think it's it's well put. I think they know who their starting lineup is. They know kind of some of the players that are that are important squad players or substitutes. I don't think there's a lot of headaches um, for Robert Page. Um, I think yeah. he knows mostly who the 26 are going to be with just a few decisions um, to make. Yeah, well, we have 33 in the uh, in the. Um definite likely impossible candidate so some of those are going to get cut but yeah i don't see big selection headache and then i would say probably there's always say two or three kind of surprising players who are maybe informed just coming up to the cup so uh maybe some of the things we've said in the podcast will turn out not to be true let's look at the average age uh, for wales i was a bit surprised it's 26 
Um, and the average is uh, between 20... Uh, no, I wasn't surprised at this one. Uh, it was a bit younger than I thought. I thought they were a bit older, to be honest. Yeah, I think the, the average, you know, brought up by a couple players on the higher end, um, though I guess not too high for Bale and Ramsey. They're kind of early 30s. Um, but they do have a, a large number of players in the 23 or under. Um, I would definitely say that. Um yeah, I thought because they were a fairly stable squad, they would be a bit older, uh, like Argentina and, and uh, some of the stable squads. But they do have um, almost 10 players uh, uh, who are 23 or younger, so kind of balancing that out. Now, those players tend not to be uh, the starter, so I think the on-field team will be a bit older than the overall uh, average. Yeah. Uh, 26.0, that is. Average caps, though, is uh, is actually higher than most teams. They have uh, 32.6, uh, whereas the average um, is, uh, among uh, among all the teams we've done so far, is 27. So that indicates a bit more experience uh, uh, compared to most teams. Does that fit your uh, mindset? Yeah, and kind of goes to what you said, the... Um you know, with the being a bit more of a settled squad that the cap does not surprise me, or a little bit higher, even with the younger team. And we saw a lot of younger players actually having a lot of caps for Wales already. Right, yeah. Okay, well, 92 total goals is uh, quite a bit lower than average. The average is 111. Um, you know, these stats are a bit fuzzy, but I think this one uh, uh, proves out they're not a high-scoring team. No, they, they would rely more on their defense um, to get results and winning game, low-scoring games. A shootout is not typically what you see in a Wales game. Yeah, and we see they have a bit of uh, trouble finding a forward who can really uh, put the ball in the net, a centre-forward, I mean, there. Okay, and that averages out to, to uh, three goals per player. I'm not sure if that statistic is actually that meaningful, but again, it's a bit low. Uh, among their scorers, who do you think has the highest percentage of goals? I mean, I'm I'm going to guess Bale, but it could be a newcomer. Kiefer Moore probably isn't too bad. Yeah, Bale is actually impressive, 37.7%, so that's almost a goal every three games. Wow. Uh, pretty good for uh, a low-scoring team. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is above 25%, and good call on Kiefer Moore. Uh, eight goals in 26 games puts him above 30%. So um, maybe I have to agree with you that he's the first choice centre forward. But yeah, beyond him, really, like uh, nobody above uh, 15%. Okay, uh, that's that uh, section. Now let's look at a couple of players uh, and issues to watch, of course. Uh, the big players, Gareth Bale and uh, Aaron Ramsey, do you have your eye on anyone else? They're really the keys. Um, I mean, it's a bit cliche with those two players, but they really have been Wales's two best players and most influential players for a long time. They tend to get the big goals to step up when it matters. So those are the main ones. Um, I think Kiefer Moore is one to watch um, as well. 
Um, but really, the, the two you mentioned, they they are undoubtedly Wales' key players. Yeah, we saw, uh, well, we commented on Robson Canu putting in an important goal. I wouldn't say he quite emerged in the Euro 2016 Cup, but do you see any uh, younger players emerging here? Perhaps Brennan Johnson or Nico Williams? I think Brennan Johnson would be the one to watch. He's really risen quickly from Nottingham Forest. I'm having a sensational promotion campaign and off to an okay start in the Premier League. I think big things are expected from him, and I think he could, um, yeah, possibly work his way into the starting lineup as well. So um, Brennan Johnson, I think, is is a key player and could be the next Welsh player to kind of hit the big heights. Not necessarily do I see him going to Real Madrid, but um, I think he could be a player to hit bigger cool. things for Wales. Great. Okay. Well, a couple of issues to watch out for. I don't know... Uh... Uh, if you see it this way, but I see uh, Ward as a starting keeper as a bit of a question mark. Yeah, um, Ward started in the Euros, um, but Hennessy played the the all important World Cup playoff game. So I'm actually going to I actually think Hennessy is going to be the starting keeper. Interesting. Well, we'll we'll talk about that a bit more in the starting lineup. Uh, you've kind of answered this one already, but I'm uh, wondering. Uh, four-man or three-man backline. You like the four-man backline? That's their natural thing. I, I do. I know they've used the three a lot, but I think the four-man allows them to have a bit more balanced attack um, and to showcase some, some of the talent that they have up front. I'm beginning to agree with you that they might throw caution to the wind here, whereas in those uh, other you know qualification and stuff, uh, and even Nations League against tougher teams as a temptation to be a bit more defensive. But I think this is, I think they realize this is their last roll of the dice in the big time, possibly, and uh, they may throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, this uh, next one, the last one, is a bit related to that. It was, uh, is Ben Davies going to play as a, a right back or a center back? So I guess if you're going with the four, you would see him as a right back. Yeah, I think he's left-footed, so possibly a left-back instead. But um, Oh, sorry, I, I, I meant to say uh, left-back, yeah. Yeah, it could be either. I mean, he's not necessarily one to get up the field like Williams or Roberts were if they want a lot of pace or they want their fullbacks bombing forward. Davies is the natural choice, but he, he's a key player and he'll, he'll find a spot somewhere. Yeah, well, if they do uh, have Kiefer Moore in the centre and are looking to kind of put in crosses and headers, um, I don't know how he is as a crosser, but uh, it could be a strategy. Yeah. All right. Well, in the midfield, again, formation, a bit of a question because it's been very uh, kind of um, uh, very mixed, but we won't repeat all that. And we've also talked about are we going to see Bale and Ramsey at their peak? And you're inclined to say yes. I am inclined to say yes. I, I think they're incredibly motivated to do well. And they, they often rise to the for, uh, step up for Wales on the big occasions. That's true. They sure do. Uh, okay. And on the attack, we uh, really have the issue of the uh, starting centre forward. Uh, are you saying keep for more? If he's healthy, I'm saying keep for more as a starting forward. Okay. I maybe uh, argue that um, um, uh, maybe not at the beginning of the tournament, but if uh, if uh, Brendan Johnson does emerge in the cup, that maybe he could uh, uh, he could be the man to get them the goals that they want. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Okay, let's take a look at a couple of the new candidates. None of them, uh, uh, well, a couple of them um, uh, worth noting. Uh, Sorba Thomas, 
Uh, didn't see a lot of starts uh, since the World Cup, but has been called up regularly. Do you uh, um, have high hopes for him? Um, more as a squad player than anything. I, I, he's, he's still young. I think he'll work his way into the squad. Um, but, uh, yeah, not a key player for Wales at this point. Okay, uh, Rabi Matonda is. Uh, we have him as a possible candidate, but uh, uh, plays for Rangers. We talked about his good club affiliations during the player by player. Yeah, um, he's not new in the sense that he's been around since 2018, um, but as a young player, he he does have a bigger role and could you know could be taking that on soon. Cool. Okay. Well, I've mentioned uh, Brennan Johnson. I'm I'm tempted to be bold and say this player is going to emerge. Uh, in the cup, but but uh, that may be more hope than than evidence based. Uh, yeah. We've talked about him, but any comments? No, um, I this tournament um, will be kind of our first chance to see him on the big stage, but I I expect to see him around more, and and hopefully he can have an impact at this tournament for sure. That would be great. And uh, Mark Harris just uh, first cap in twenty twenty two, but has played five. Uh, do you see? Uh, do you have high hopes for him? Um, again, I see him more as a squad player, a depth player. Maybe he's want someone coming off the bench. Um, yeah, yeah, as opposed to a starter. Yeah, and uh, it would be a surprise if he emerged, but uh, a pleasant surprise. Uh, a couple of injuries to keep an eye out for. Joe Morrill uh, was uh, missed missed the last three matches. Those were in June with a fractured toe, but I, I see he's not really on the injury list, so I'm I'm guessing he's over that. Hopefully. And what, yeah, hopefully. And uh, Harry Wilson um, missed the last game, uh, the last game in June with a knee injury, and he might have had knee surgery, but he is expected back uh, in early October. Uh, you, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that would be good. He, he has been a big part. I'm not always a starter, but he has been a big part of kind of the run-up to this tournament. So I hope hope for his sake that he's, he's fit and healthy. Yeah. Now, you, during the podcast, talked about a few players who, uh, if not uh, recovering or whatever from injury, are at least kind of fragile players that, uh, uh, that cause Wales to have injury concerns, which you even thought may be responsible for the changing lineups. Yeah. Uh, do you want to comment on that, or do you think they're all pretty healthy uh, going into the cup? As of now, fingers crossed, they, they seem pretty healthy. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it has been something that's plagued some of their key players, um, but they all look healthy right now, and I think they're not going to probably do too much to risk it over the next little while. Right. Okay. Well, uh, the last section is notable absences. So we don't have any big stars leaving uh the club you mentioned Ashley Williams, but he was gone uh, kind of after Euro 2016. Hal Robson Canu uh, wasn't part of Euro 2020, but he did play with the squad till 2021. And then the other one we had an interesting conversation about uh, David Brooks, and uh, you seemed oh we we were kind of a bit hopeful that he might uh, make it back to the squad. Do you want to just comment on these? Yeah, I think. Uh... Robson Canu is definitely out of the picture. For David Brooks, um, you know, he had that cancer. He seems to be coming back. This tournament may come too soon in terms of match fitness, um, but it would be great to see him return for Wales one day. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I would sure love to have him uh, in the cup, but as you say, may need a bit more um, recovery time. Okay, well, let us move on to the uh, um, uh, ones that we were going to... The the players we think are going to start. I just put Ryan Giggs in there more to give an update on uh, his situation, but uh, Robert Page, of course, will lead them through the cup. They wouldn't change at this point. Uh, let's talk about goalies, though. Uh, do you see uh, Danny Ward has been the, the starter, but kind of uh, maybe towards the end wasn't so much? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting in that Ward is getting first team playing time with Leicester, whereas Hennessy is not um, with Forrest. But Hennessy um, was there for the playoff game, so I would tip my hat towards Hennessy and think he'll be the starter. Oh, really? Bold indeed. I was going to put them uh, uh, kind of in blue, not to suggest that they're substitutes, which blue usually means, but to suggest that it's kind of uh, it's kind of undecided. Should we should we fight? I think there's arguments <laughs> for both. Um, you've chosen the the peaceful way to put them both blue. I still <laughs> think it's Hennessy. So, um, but we'll see. we'll see. Yeah, I usually tend to just put green as the ones I'm really sure about. So. Um, I, I, I appreciate what you say about Hennessy, but I wouldn't say he's a definite starter for me. All right, well, let's leave it at that because it's not uh, it's not definite. Uh, but three central midfielders, you think they're going to go with two at the back? That means one of these have to go. Chris Mepham, Joe Roden, Ethan Ampadu, we have them all as definite to make the squad, but who do you think is going to start? Yeah, you, you mentioned midfielders, but we're talking about central defenders. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I do think I'm going to go for a, a four at the back system, and I think um, Metham and Rodon will be the starters with Ampadu um, coming off the bench or perhaps playing in a versatile role, but Metham and Rodon are the two I see. Do you agree? Uh, well, I do see Metham and Rodon. Uh, you seem more uh, sure they're going to go with the back four, but I, I'm actually thinking they've gone with the back three for kind of the second half of qualifying, so they may like that, but uh, we've talked about that. But anyway, if it's a back three, uh, it'll still be those two. And in fact, I kind of agree with you because I see uh, Ben Davies as more likely to be part of a back three if it is that than Ethan Ampadu. So I think Ethan Ampadu, uh, a definite... Uh, um, definite to make the squad, but um, not not a definite starter. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, um, uh, for left-backs, whether he's going to be a left-back or central midfielder, I think uh, Ben Davies is a definite starter. You agree? I, I agree. They'll, they'll make room for him. He's such an experienced player for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, people can look for a bit of shifting in position, which Wales is is definitely used to doing uh, as a right back uh what do you say i'll let you you start this one yeah they have some good candidates there in, in roberts gunter and williams but i think roberts has got the nod recently so i'm going to go connor roberts starting uh in right back what nico williams not even a starting player he he could possibly show up on the the left hand side as he's done before if ben davies is a center back so he might in a, in a wing back position show up but um they've got some good options but i think connor roberts he just has has more games for them he does whether he's a right back or uh kind of moves up to midfield as he as he has been doing i think uh 
he's a starter. I kind of think that they're going to find room for Nico Williams as a starter, but I'm not ready to highlight him in green. How about you? Yeah, I would put him as a substitute, but would not be surprised to see him uh, him starting. He's a, he is getting game time for Forrest now, which is important. Yeah, uh, I'm generally using uh, Blue either for uh, undecided or someone who's definitely going to be a substitute. Uh, I think I'll just leave him blank uh, for now because I'm really not sure. Kind of halfway between. Um, I don't see any of the defensive midfielders as starters. Of course, Ramsey as a more attacking central midfielder. Uh, I think we don't have to talk about that. But how about the other ones? Yeah, it, seeing um, kind of two holding midfielders as I as I do in the system I'm envisioning a four-two-three-one. I think both Joe Allen and Joe Morrell will uh, will start um, in the holding midfield positions. Okay, uh, I think Joe Morrell is uh, definite there. But um, okay, I'll give you the the selection: green or or blue. I'm Joe gonna Allen. go green. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'm a bit more inclined towards. Um, uh, a bit doubtful, but um, but uh, this position, defensive midfielder, um, uh, two of them is quite possible. Uh, and I don't think Joe Morrill's injury is a concern. Uh, do you think Gareth Bale will make it onto the field? I, I think he'll more than make it on the field. I think he'll be <laughs> the first name on the team sheet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, less certain, though, Daniel James. I see him as a starter. I, I'm going to disagree. I, I think he hasn't been in the best club form, whereas I think Brandon Johnson has. So um, Daniel James has occupied kind of that um, either the right or left um, a winger, kind of attacking winger spot. But I'm going to say Brandon Johnson uh, more than James, even more than Harry Wilson. That's my pick. How bold. Uh, I kind of agree with you definitely about the club form. He's uh as we said in the player-by-player, player, kind of too often invisible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not confident enough. I think he will start, but I'm not confident enough to put him in green. Maybe we'll do the same thing we did with goalies because I, I, I think um, uh, Brennan Johnson, they they will uh, be interested in, in, you know, kind of making him into a starter if they can. Yeah. James has played well for Wales, though, kind of club form aside. So there is that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he plays like he did, and uh, you know, when he's outstanding, terrorizing down the wing, he's great. But uh, we just don't see it often enough. I'm not seeing any other names here that I would uh, view as starters. No. Uh, until we move on to uh, uh, forwards, so uh, we have uh, Mark Harris as definite to make the squad, but uh, probably key for more. Uh, who we considered likely, but more likely to be the starter. Do you think so? I think so. I think he's part of the best 11. He's got a good goal ratio for Wales. He's a big target man. He's a nuisance to play. Um, so I think he from Moore will start up front. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that changed uh, uh, during the Cup, especially if Brendan Johnson comes on or uh, a bit less likely Mark Harris uh, making an impression. But um uh, I, I think Kiefer Moore will start, hopefully do well, and, and hold on to that position. All right, well, that brings us to the end. Um, and 
keep in mind we're going to be doing an update both on team and players as new information comes out so probably after the final roster has been decided upon but we can also tell you who made the preliminary roster and that'll probably be in early november uh, when teams uh, you know teams are uh, putting out some information we also have september and october games to uh, uh, check what we predicted against and see how things are shaping up mm -hmm. and meanwhile keep an eye on us at soccer files canada that's soccer files with a ph in the middle and an s at the end and our website soccerfiles.captivate.fm and check the show notes for links to our website and previous podcast series all right well thanks for listening and uh goodbye we hope to see you in our next uh media cast bye